Welcome to Inspire WV, a podcast all about inspiration through words and actions. I'm your host, Eric Nutter, and I'm joined today, as always, by my friend, co-host, guy who can't say no and is always on the go, Tim Bradley. Good morning, Tim. How's it going? Eric Nutter, I'm good. How about yourself? You know what? I'm doing all right. It's a good day, and it's a it's a special day, another special day. We've had two in a row now. Uh, oh, yeah. Tell us, tell us about what's going on today, Tim. Uh, we have another great guest. This is uh, somebody I've known for a long time. We've got to work together on uh, a lot of projects. Uh, he's another former Mountaineer. Uh, he was playing in the NFL. So today we got Quincy Wilson. Quincy, uh, welcome to our show. Glad you could join us today. Guys, I uh, hope all is well. I uh, hope you guys are staying sane through this crazy pandemic. And uh, glad to be with you guys. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. So Q, a lot of people know about you from, from your W days. Um, give us a little bit of background about yourself, uh, you know, where you came from and kind of what got you into where you're at now. Okay. Well, uh, I was born in Chicago. Uh, uh, my father, Otis Wilson, played for the Chicago Bears for 10 years, uh, won a Super Bowl uh, with the Bears in 85, one, one of the you know, best, te- best teams in NFL history. Uh, so lived in Chicago to about fourth grade. And then moved to uh, Weirton, West Virginia, where my mom's originally from, um, and uh, was high school, uh, high school, I mean high school and college, of course, here in the state. Uh, went to WU, uh, played behind you know, the all-time leading rusher in Big East history, which was 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 great because you know, it got me, you know, in, in the mind frame of you know working hard and uh, competing every day. Uh, was fortunate enough to get drafted. I played a year in Atlanta. Uh, in 04 and then in 0, to 05 to the 08 I was with Cincinnati Bengals so uh, got my taste to the NFL uh, which was, was a dream come true I always tell kids you know if, if anyone's ever seen me you know I'm 5'9", 230 pounds so you know if I can do it anybody can do it and um, uh, uh, you know if it's that's your dream you know chase your dream and then um, uh, of course you know when you're done with football you never know what you're going to do I kind of bounced around for for a while, but ended up getting into sales, and um, loved that. You know, did that for almost three years, and then uh, was fortunate enough to, to catch on at WU again. So I came home and worked with Coach Hogerson and his staff for four years, and now I'm actually in coaching. So uh, going into my fourth year of coaching at West Virginia State. So uh, I've kind of, uh, as they say, well traveled, but everywhere I feel like I've learned a lesson everywhere I've been. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, so Quincy, the, uh, so growing up in Chicago and then obviously, you know, you moved here to West Virginia, but so was West Virginia, your like clear first choice to, to come to to college to play here or well, you know what? We grew up in a different era. I'm not going to lie. Uh, you know, back then the only people on TV were no Florida state, Michigan, and Notre Dame. So of course I originally, you know, I was a Florida state fan. I was a big work done fan. Uh, uh, didn't know, didn't even know Bobby Bowden coached at West Virginia. I just knew he was Bobby Bowden. So I was a big Florida state fan, but as I got into high school, it kind of changed. So as a kid kind of growing up, you know, you kind of follow that. And, but I've always been a big professional fan. You know, I, I never was a big college, college fan. So, you know, I was a big, you know, big NFL guy coming up. So, you know, once I got into high school, you know, it was kind of it was kind of cool to meet. You know, to go to Ohio State, meet uh, John Cooper, uh, to go. You know, to to meet 
you know, uh, um, all the older, there was still a lot of the older coaches in, in coaching, you know, uh, you know, at Pitt, you know, Coach Nealon was still coaching, you know, uh, Joe Paterno, you know, all those stuff. So I was kind of in that last little era of, you know, and it was exciting because, like I said, those are guys you've seen on TV and, you know, the fact that they were calling your house and wanting, you know, to visit you, you know, was it was an amazing feeling. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. So, um, <clears throat> So I got to tell you something, and we Tim and I actually talked about this quite a while ago. <laughs> and uh, when we, we always talk about things that inspire, right? So our whole podcast is about inspiration, right? And uh, and so a lot of times, you know, we talk about what what gets you going. What's the what what is the thing that inspires you? And uh, you know, every once in a while, I'm feeling down. I got I got to get pumped up again. And and so oftentimes, what does that for me? is I will go to YouTube and I'll pull up some I'll pull up some clips, old WVU games that I enjoy. And uh, you know, I'm I'm watching I'm watching some of the greats. And one of the one of the ones that I'm sure uh you are well familiar with, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit play here and we're just gonna <laughs> listen to it for about 30 seconds. What determination. He's run for nearly 100 yards tonight. He beat Vince Wolford, one of the best D tackles in the country. One of the best safeties in Sean Taylor. Got down the sideline. Delivered the blow to Merriweather. Smelled the end zone. And now the Mountaineers are two minutes away from one of the biggest wins in the history of West Virginia football. Uh, the run, as they call it. There you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so There you go. So Quincy, first of all, just give, I want, I, I want to set the stage. So I think you're, you're, we're one and three going into right. that game. Uh, we're down, there's two minutes left and, uh, our previous guest passes the ball over to you. Tell us a little bit about what, what that play kind of symbolized for you and, and kind of, you know, your right. thoughts on it then and now. Well, um, again, I always tell people, you know, people don't realize that that era of Miami football was, you know, the greatest ever. You know, the yeah. national champions, they should have beat Ohio State. It should have been two-time national champions. So that was actually the third year, you know, they were still kind, kind, kind of, you know, still rolling. Oh, yeah. And, you know, we, you know, coming up, you know, when we played them the year before in Morgantown, we had so much success running the ball against them. You know, now granted, the score didn't work out for our favor, but we knew we could move the ball, you know, and, you know, we knew we were going to, you know, be successful. You know, could we get enough stops? Could we get enough stops? And, um, you know, as the game went on, you know, it was just one of those games where we were going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And, we, you know, like, and like with any game, you know, if you let a team hang in there, you know, you'll build confidence, you build confidence. So, you know, as, you know, as the game unfolds, you know, uh, the previous play before that, uh, we uh, we missed KJ. KJ on a wheel route, you know, probably would have walked in. You know, she just threw it a little bit over his head. We missed it. So, you know, you go from that emotion to, oh, my God, we, it was there. <laughs> you know, and then, and then the next play, you know, and then, and Coach Rod, they used to always hamper, you know, next play, next play, next play, next play. 
And I just remember in practice us running. I remember like bringing it up. Like now they they come off the ball so hard. We should throw some screen passes, you know, let them run up the field yeah. and let's throw a, and let's throw a screen. So I just, you know, just, just remember just thinking that all week, you know, I think we can hit them with a screen, hit them with a screen. Now granted to that time, in the season, we had thrown zero screen passes, you know. So, you know, it's just one of those things where, you know, I just kept, kept, you know, you know, telling, hey, Coach Rod, hey, think about that screen, think about the screen. Now, granted, now, now, did he call it because I had been telling him that week? I doubt it. I, I'm gonna say he did. I'm gonna say he did. Was- but exactly. But, I, but, I, but I'm gonna say, but I'm, gonna, but I will say that seed was planted earlier in the week. So when we called it, of course, you know, was not running it. You know, guy comes right through Vince Wilford, and I just, I just remember. Just thinking, like I cannot let this man tackle me <laughs> in the backfield. You know, and I can get tackled by anybody else, but I just—I yeah, mean, he was coming so hard. I mean, he—I mean, he's about three hundred and fifty pounds, so I knew if I could just stop his feet, you know, I can kind of you know maneuver in it. So that's what I did. I caught, I caught the ball and kind of just jump stepped it, jump stepped there, and after that, all my blocks were set up. So, well, I, I mean, follow, follow. You, you threw some pretty nasty there at the end too. Yeah, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I, all the blocks were set up, you know, and I kind of kind of was cruising. And then again, I see a guy coming full speed, and I'm thinking, well, I know he's not going to take me high, you know. No one tackles me high, you know. And uh, here he comes. So I was like, well, I just duck my head, and and when I hit him, I kind I kind of it kind of threw me off. I mean, he just went, he just propelled. It was like like a, hitting a rubber ball or something. So. Again, he lands on the ground. I'm thinking, well, I still can't let this guy tackle me. So I was like, well, I'll do this little hop, Just hop over going. him and going. And then, the, and like I said, now, now granted, it probably took me two minutes to to, the, to explain that play. But, you know, in essence, I was just running. You know, yeah. and I tell people, you know, I just want to score. I wasn't thinking about anything else. I was like, hey, they're in my way. I want to score. So, and then when you get a chance to look about it, you know, thank God for YouTube. But, you know, it's just one of those things, you know, and, and that's one of those things where <laughs> no matter where you go, you know, everybody can tell you what they were doing <laughs> in, in October of 2003. <laughs> now, now, you may ask somebody, you can ask somebody, hey, what you do? What you eat for dinner last week? Oh, well, I don't remember. But they could tell you. Yeah. <laughs> 2003. Almost 20 yep. years ago, I can tell you exactly what I was doing and thinking at that time. So it's great to be, you know, as one of those places that lived forever. Um, and I'm and I'm just proud that I was on on the good side of that play than bad. Absolutely. So so lots of people talk to you about it. Do you feel like do they talk about it from an inspiration standpoint? Of like an like they're they're excited every time they're talking about it. How, I mean, how often well, does that come well, up with you? Well, it's interesting because, like I said, now. You know, like I said, that was 2003. So you got to think all those kids are in high school now or mm-hmm. have just graduated or just or just are still at, like in school. So, you know, to them, you know, you know, if you're a Mountaineer fan, you know, what was the one play they always showed in all the hype videos? And this is that. So now it's just one of the like I said, this is one of those things that's grown as, you know, the more every year it's just grown and grown and grown. Because, you know, like I said, people will meet me and like, oh, that's Quincy Wilson. And they're like. <laughs> The, the, the kid, the guy from Miami, the, the, the guy from Miami. So that, and it's cool. Cause like I say, to see their reaction, it's all, you know, it's just awesome. Like I said, I'm just glad to be on the good side of a play than bad. Absolutely. Well, it certainly inspired the team. Cause you guys reeled off seven straight wins after that and, uh, right. and got into the ranking. So that was, that was an awesome, that was an awesome thing. Um, so 
the other the other thing we want to talk a little bit about was was uh, you know just like your your dad you said Super Bowl champion uh, you got to play in the NFL tell us a little bit about that experience what what's that what was that like a dream come true and and I tell people all the time you know if you if anybody knew me growing up uh, I was I was gonna play in the NFL. You know, I was just, you know, anytime the teacher had a project, hey, you know, where are you going to be? That, I was just that. <laughs> so, um, you know, to actually, it's crazy because you're, you're a fan your whole life. And then again, I told you I was a big Florida State fan. So my rookie year, I get drafted by Atlanta. And who's there? It's work done. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, like, trying not to like groupie, you know, be like a, a kid star because I just want to like say, can I get your autograph? I, I know, all, I know all your stats. I know your story, and, but you, you're a professional football player. So you have to like separate that. And then when you would play people, we know we played the Colts in the preseason. There's Peyton Manning. He's warming up. Oh my God. That's Peyton Manning. That's Martin Harrison. And then, we played the Patriots. There's Brady. You're just like, so you're such a fan. Like, cause I was such, like I said, I was such a fan of football, you know, so to see those guys, I always had to like catch myself, you know, like, Oh my God, Q, you gotta remember, right. you know, don't go up to nobody. You know, you know, you know just so, so, Asking for <laughs> yeah, but, it was dream, <laughs> but, but it was a dream come true. Uh, I told my mom when I was little, I'm, I'm going to have a football card. I had a football card. So it was just one of those things where I got to check all the boxes. Yeah. Yeah, I was looking you up on eBay. I'm I'm a sports car collector. I was looking you up on eBay. You you can find lots of uh, lots of you out there. There's some some, well, good, some rookie good, good, rookie patch good. autos yep. out there. <laughs> yep, I did. I, I remember I remember signing a lot of football cards. So there's sure. there's def, there, there should definitely be some out there circulating. <laughs> I actually have one of those myself. So, um, okay. to you again, we've done a lot together. Um, right. You know, one of the things that uh, you've done is, again, you've moved from playing. You were very successful in your playing career. Now you're coaching. Can you talk a little bit about that transition and the inspiration behind where you're doing now? Yeah, well, I've always been I've always gravitated towards youth. And, um, you know, whether it's, you know, Pop, you know, Pop Warner, middle school, you know, high school. I've always just and I've just always felt the connection Maybe because I'm half 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 silly myself, but I've always related related to kids and. I've seen I've seen the impact that you can have on a kid. And I think, you know, there's nothing there's nothing greater than, you know, you know, getting an email about, you know, from a teacher. Hey, I have these kids who's struggling. You know, you just need somebody to believe in them. And you calling that kid and, and you helping them turn around. You know what I'm saying? And, and granted, you're not going to save everybody. But just the fact that, you know, somebody thinks that you can help somebody else. So I think that's such a powerful tool that I wish more people used. You know, and uh, and I've always always said if I've ever you know if I'm ever in the position to do something I'm gonna do it. You know, same if, whether it's a camp, you know, whatever it is. You know, I'm always you know, anytime someone's ever asked me to do something, especially involved in like youth, I've always tried to do it. So I don't know. I think it's just something that was put in me early. I see, I've just seen the impact that you could have, especially on the on, on younger 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 people. And I think that's where, you know, the disconnect is, you know, with our youth down. You know, there's not really people that try to connect. You know, it's not just throwing money at somebody. You know, it's actually going there and sitting there and playing basketball with somebody, you know, throwing a camp for free, you know, doing you know that kind of stuff. So um, that's just it's always been a man. Now being a coach, uh, I'm doing what I love. Like I said, I haven't worked a day in four years. You know, I get to recruit. I get to go in these people's these young men's homes and meet their moms, their grandparents or, or guardians, whoever that. And tell them, you know, if you send your son to me, 
I'm going to make sure I do everything in his, his power to make sure, one, he graduates, and the two, he enjoys his college experience. So uh, I don't promise playing time. I don't promise numbers. But I do promise those two things to every parent and, and kid that I recruit. That's awesome, Q. I mean, that, and that's something, you know, as, as a dad of a teenager that's into sports, that's the kind of connection that I hope they'll have one day. Uh, again, I've seen it firsthand. Uh, a lot of the stuff that we've done has been through getting moving the nonprofit uh, where we mm-hmm. get kids moving and active. Uh, you know, I've got to, to witness you walking into a room, the excitement level, the energy that you bring is off the charts. Uh, and one of the things that um, you know, we, we always kind of come back to is what brings you back? I know you do a lot of stuff at West Virginia State and, and for the community there, but you're always willing to come back. Uh, you know, every year that I've reached out to you, you said without hesitation, I'll be there. Give me the date. Right. Uh, coming back, like, again, it's just I felt like I was there when it first started. You know, those first days where, you know, we, we did all that planning <laughs> and we tried to, you know, should we do this? Should we do that? And yeah. then I've seen it just evolve. So I just feel like every time it's it's put on, like, I feel like that's a part of me. You know what I mean? Like, why why wouldn't I be there? <laughs> you know, right. like, that's, something, that's something just, you know, it's in me. You know, I've seen it. You know, Dr. Opp, you know, they're, they're all such great people. And, and, and you guys have such a passion for it that, you know, if I could spend a couple hours there, you know, I, I actually miss all the planning that, that went into it. You know, and I've kind of not, not, not been in that as much, but uh, I still, you know, to, to see the, you know, the kids come, we've always, there's never been not time. We've had a great turnout, you know, it's just, it's awesome. It's something unique, you know, to our, to that community up there. And I hope that's something they can continue on and on for years to come. That's our goal. Uh, and one of the things that many people don't know about, and we don't publicize it a whole lot, but, you know, we, we make visits to the Children's Hospital. And that's something that every time you're in town, you reach out to, to Dr. Alpha and myself and say, hey, are we available? Let's go. And, and right. you know, just to see those, the, the smiles on those kids' faces, the inspiration that is given to them by just you and the, the excitement that you bring is off the charts uh, again. And, and can you just speak on, on those type of visits that you make? Well, you know, you know, being in a hospital, you know, is already an unfortunate, you know, terrible thing. And most of the people, you know, they're there, they're sad, they're getting bad news. They've probably been there for a week. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you go, when, you, when we get to go there, it's just, and, and most of these people have no, especially the kids, they have no idea who this is. They're just these uh, big people that are coming in here and want to talk to me. And right. the fact that once they realize that, you know, you play football, and then the second part, oh, well, you came to see me. You know, it just changes the whole atmosphere. It just changes the whole atmosphere. Uh, you know, it gets the kids, the kids smiling, the parents for a little while. I think it, I think they get happy because they see their kids happy, not thinking about whatever they're going through. So I think that that's the biggest joy. You know, like, you know, we're not there. We're not, you know, we're not, not no, we're not healing and we're not you know, doing that stuff, but we're giving them a break from that madness that they're, they've been in, whether, you know, they've been at the hospital a day or two days. Or, or even longer than that, you know, it's just that welcome break to say, hey, you know, because like I said, most of the parents, they all know. And most of, <laughs> most of the time, they're going oh, yeah. crazy. They're like, oh, my yeah. goodness. Did you know who that is? Do you know who that is? And I'm thinking to myself, well, first of all, they're four years old. And I haven't played, I haven't, ran, I haven't had a first down in Morgantown in 17 years. But, but you know, I appreciate your, your enthusiasm. And you know, let, let's try to put some smiles on these kids' faces. Oh, yeah. And you continue to do it. So, Q, I can't thank you enough for, for what you brought to, you know, not only the organization, but our community as a whole. Um, one of the things I do want to, to ask you is, is what continues to inspire you? Uh, you know what? 
I think the fact that uh, I, I I've still had the opportunity to do that, if that makes any uh, if that makes any oh, sense. Yeah. I think the fact that people still ask me, you know, hey, can you come do this? Can you come play in our golf outing? Hey, we're having a youth football game. Can you come be the guest referee? So I think I think the fact that anyone even wants to ask you to do something, I feel like that makes you relevant, you know, and, and granted, you know, you know what they probably want to have, you know, a Tom Brady, somebody come, of course, but people, people like people that are there for genuinely. And, and anytime I go somewhere, I'm genuinely want to be there. I'm there for the, I'm not just there cause I'm getting a check or getting a t-shirt. Like I'm there because, you know, I want to be there and want to spend time with these people. So I think, I think that's more the thing just to have an opportunity to do it. And the fact that people ask you, ask me to do stuff. I think as long as, like I said, as long as they keep asking, I'm going to keep doing. Oh yeah. So with the, the, the day of play and the, the nonprofit, what we've done is the last seven years, uh, we've had an event and, and you, Rashid and Keith Candy have never missed an event. So it just shows that what you guys have given back. Uh, again, one of the things that many people don't know is you travel and you do this on your own dime you're paying to come back and do this and, and be a part of something to give back to the community. So that's something for me that is a huge inspiration. That's another reason why I'm in it. Uh, just, I see what you guys have given and I'm trying to do as much uh, as the same. Uh, again, the excitement, the smiles that are generated when you walk into a room, I can see it on a football field. You're, you're full of energy all the time. So again, the, the kids of West Virginia state are lucky to have you as a coach. Um, I think you're going to, you're going to progress that coaching tree to a, a head level. You're going to be head coach one day. I, I see it. I know it. Um, you just, you've got that knowledge. You've got that ability to work with kids. So um, is there any advice um, you'd like to give to our audience? Just kind of talking about where you came from. Again, you're five foot mm-hmm. nine. You got to live your dream. You're giving back. You're, you're always putting people ahead of yourself. So right. is there anything that, that you would like to talk about to our audience right now? Well, you know, uh, you know one thing is, Definitely, you know, and it goes, this is more speaking to the youth. Uh, I think and the biggest thing we can always have is a foundation. You know, what, what, anyone that's ever built a house, you can't build a house without a foundation. And that's, and that's life to me. You have to have a foundation. And, you know, and it took me a while to get to that point. But, you know, there's, I think there's kind of four things that, you know, and not in any particular order, but I think four things you need to have a great foundation. Uh, I think one is your faith. You know, you have to believe in something. I tell God, I don't force religion on anybody, but, and I, I grew up in, a, I went to Catholic schools, K through eight. So, you know, that, that was just what, that was just what I know, what, what I was taught and what I was learned. Uh, so you got that faith in something. You got to believe in something and, you know, think that there's something up. Your, your mental health is huge. And not and and not you know you know not people you not know, people going to the crazy house but like your mental health you know you should you should young people should try to learn something new every day you know I, I, my little niece she's eight years old I mean she can work YouTube she can work all this stuff so it's it's there you know so you know so try you know you should kids should stimulate their minds every day with the mental side and then the physical you know I think I think doing something physical is is, is important and I tell my guys you know there's nothing worse than sleeping in to nine o'clock, 10 o'clock in the day. Like you've wasted almost a day where you could have been doing something. Get up, you know, get up, make a breakfast, you know, do something. So the physical activity is huge. And then the last part is just the people you surround yourself with. And I think a lot of times when we're young, you know, we kind of gravitate, you know, who, where are the cool kids? You know, hey, 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 there's the cool kids. There's the cut. But, you know, the people you surround yourself with 
are, are, are so important, you know, and I tell my guys all the time, you know, in college, you know, there's so many, there's so many way people pulling at you to do the wrong thing. And it takes a man to really be able to, you know, reach out and say, nah, that's not what I'm going to do. You know, I got to work out in the morning. I ain't drinking, you know, so that, so the people you surround yourself with shoot. So those kind of like the four things I always try to teach my guys, you know, and those kind of four things kind of make your foundation, you know, where, where you at. So if anybody's, I kind of was long winded with that, but I think, you know, I think your foundation and, and the quicker you learn that, you know, whether you're middle school, high school, whatever, I think the better and more successful you'll be. Too, I love it. Uh, the foundation aspect, the four parts that you just described are, are amazing. That's something I may actually use myself with, with some of my coaching because it's, it gives you a high level all the way down of what you want to do, how do you want to build yourself off, not only on the field, but in life. So that's a great, a great advice there you just gave to our audience. So thank you for that. Oh, no problem, man. And then again, like I said, it's, it's one of those things where uh, it took me a while to get there. So I feel like now I, I have this knowledge. Well, let's give it, you know, I, somebody shouldn't have to wait till after college. Let's get this to a, to them now. Let's start working with them. And Hey, like you say, are we going to get everybody? No, but at least, at least you know, we'll, we'll have satisfaction in helping that we helped at least one kid. That's right. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <clears throat> well, Quincy, I want to, on behalf of Tim, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. Really appreciate your your thoughts and and talking to us a little bit about about where you're at right now. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for 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 uh, getting on the phone with us. Well, anytime you guys need 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 something from me, I'm I'm a call or text away. Uh, continue doing what you guys are doing, uh, and definitely look forward to seeing you guys in spring for the uh, the event. Absolutely. I'll be there, brother. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, guys. Have a good day, man. Talk to you soon. Thanks. You too. Thank you. Well, that brings us to the end of our show. Thank you for joining us today. You can always find more episodes by visiting inspirewv.com or find us on your favorite podcast app. And Tim, we're on like, we're on like most of them. A lot, a lot. Yeah. Kind of most of them. I mean, you can get, you can find us out there. You you might even be able to ask Alexa if, uh, if you want to listen to Inspired WV. Um, and of course you can also leave feedback, ask questions or request a topic for us to discuss either just Tim and I, or, or maybe with a guest, if you've got somebody in mind, throw it out there. We'll see what we can do. Uh, you can send us an email at info at inspirewv.com. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back next time with more inspiration and maybe more guests. And until then, stay inspired and be inspired.